Um, so maybe just to kind of kick things off, it would be great to understand a little bit more about Heyday in general and like who yeah. it's for and just the general kind of problem space that you're solving for. Yeah. So Heyday is a, the goal, long-term goal for it is to be an AI thought partner or co-pilot, as many of you have heard that, that term, for knowledge-heavy, like research-heavy professionals. So folks who do a ton of research and then need to turn that into decisions, into written, like written uh, content that they're going to, or not even written, it could be like scripts for podcasts or whatever. Uh, but essentially keeping track of a lot of different knowledge sources research and then being able to power their current workflow with it so what we our vision is hey like a lot of what we as like creative or research heavy professionals do is um doing a lot of mundane or automatable tasks that are not our superpower so you know think about like uh managing notes and and then like re, like trying to find where like content was yeah. summarizing across a bunch of different places where notes or conversations were you're meeting a new person again and it's like wait what was the last thing we talked about all this like random stuff that's like um taking up a lot of our time rather than like the superpower of let's say your startup entrepreneur like yeah. focusing on getting the product market fit or our current like main uh, persona that we're working with is executive coaches. We think of them superpower being how do we have insightful conversations with our clients and like draw out insights of how to be a better leader or just dealing with like a internal struggle. <laughs> but then there's all the other stuff of like, well, what were, what were the internal struggles he or she was dealing with? Yeah. Or just like, I need to be able to send notes to them. I need to keep notes so that I remember what those things are. I need to use I need to grow on LinkedIn, create content so that people know like all this other stuff that isn't necessarily the core superpower. And yeah. so the goal of Heyday is to be an AI thought partner that ingests all this information. Our goal is to be like the second brain type thing, which is yeah. we pay attention to all your uh, email, your Google Docs, your the notes that you're taking. We integrate with Zoom to get a context of all your conversations. Uh, we have a web browser integration so that you have an understanding of everything you're reading. And the goal is to build that like secondary digital memory so that using that, we can then help you in certain ways. And so yeah. uh, over the past year, we decided, honestly, uh, doing this as a general co-pilot is really hard. Everyone has different workflows. Everyone has like different things that they really need. And you can do it at like a mediocre level if you're very general, particularly if you're like a startup. But if you want to be truly magical, you got to like understand the like actual like core needs and tailor things that way. And so we've been working with coaches, uh, like I said, uh, and learned a lot more about like, you know, what exactly do they need out of their meeting summaries? What exactly do they need from their client profiles? It's a little, it's different than like what everyone else would need. Um, what kind of content do they want to create? Like the, what, like where are they leveraging to get insights from what are their struggles when they're creating content. So all that stuff led to what Heyday is right now. And ideally in the long term, we we get bigger and bigger and we can start to like serve more and more personas and like mm. um get more magical. So like think like GitHub Copilot is like yeah. the copilot for software engineers. Like 
that version of Copilot for lots of different personas. Nice. Yeah. Uh, thanks for, for covering all that. Um, yeah. yeah, that's what got me initially interested um, because I've used similar tools in the past, like my mind, right? Like, I, but I wanted something that would like read all of my stuff, my docs, yeah. like <clears throat> for, for me as a startup founder, like having context, especially when you're fundraising or you yeah. know, anything with investors, like would be great. Right. And so um, I guess maybe a follow-up questions like is, are you, you're obviously indexing all of that stuff, but are you actively maybe surfacing information such that like, I might not be thinking about it in a particular moment or like, what that's is the, the goal? That's the goal. Yeah. But doing that at the right particular moment and yeah. what the right thing is for that person is way harder because if you try oh. to do it again, this is going back to that. If you try to do it generally for everyone. Yeah. It's just like you, you do like a mediocre job. Now that we picked coaches, we do a fantastic job because we can like say like for coaches, clients are super important. Every yeah. post session, like getting notes that will then give them like suggested action items, plus mm -hmm. like drawing from like the history with that client and understanding, hey, maybe you should think about this as a next follow-up question for your client. And, and then suggesting, hey, like seems like your client is struggling with this thing and you've read or written many things about this topic, like imposter syndrome, here's some suggested links or documents you might want to share with you. So like making mm -hmm. that really understanding what the coach might want to do and then understanding what points do we want to leverage memory to actually bring back the right thing um, is very like, at least I haven't cracked the code of like how to do it without understanding the persona, maybe oh. something else, but I find that like, like I can easily identify what a startup founder might need because yeah. I'm one. Um, but like, if we were talking to like, a, I, I'd have to like hypothetically understand what a consultant might need um, versus yeah. like some other like group that I don't really know as well. That makes sense. The uh, with coaches, was it just sort of like you launched, it was general and you realize, oh crap, we need to kind of make the user experience more magical. And so like, let's, let's launch with them or like what, what led to that? That That's like the shortened version of a long, annoyingly yeah. long, yeah. you know, the kind of thing where it's like, ah, oh, like it looks so obvious in, in rear view. And I wish we hadn't spent like a year figuring that out, but like, it was sort of like, so we launched, we got like, you know, people are interested in heyday. It's like conceptually cool, but they install it. They're like, we get to like three or 400 paying users, but like mm -hmm. not, it's not blowing up. It's not like the kind of thing where people are loving it so much. They're telling everyone like their friends about it. So like, we're like, this is like not working yeah. at the level that we needed to work. And so the hypothesis was you needed to be magical to, uh, and to be magical, you need to understand the needs of the user yeah. and to, to really be able to do that at a small scale you got to pick one persona. And so we ended up taking that cluster of 400 paying users and just like like clustering them across with personas. There were like investors, there were startup founders, there were content marketers, there were like journalists, coaches. Um, so like lots of different, again, all these people fit under the bucket of people who do a ton of research to do their job. Um, but we, we like interviewed multiple people from each of these categories and I essentially ended up scoring them on like how you know how like how annoying is their problem for them 
um, how likely are we to be like able to create a magical solution for them? How uh, cool, like how well suited to a startup like first persona are they? Like, yeah. for example, journalists had a great problem, terrible first startup persona, just because um, getting them to pay for anything is like a nightmare. <laughs> uh, and then also all the uh, things around, they're far more sensitive to privacy from the get go. Uh, and so like helping the, it's, it's like, it's like a mess. So all those things considered, we ended up with like working with coaches. I, I kind of want to know how you managed to transition from software that, that, that people could use for general purposes to then focusing on an executive coaches. Like what exactly makes Heyday now more suited for executive coaches versus for, for the general public? Yeah, I think a lot of it is just like, we had a baseline product and the baseline product is still basically there, except all the new features are very much like uh, optimized to help coaches. And so, for example, we didn't have a Zoom integration. We didn't have like deep client aggregation to like understand like, hey, like for your client, we aggregate all the Zoom recordings, all the email conversations, all the files shared back and forth. You have like an ability to keep track of like action, like we suggest action items. And then you can keep track of action items for that client. These are like things that like uh, are is very coach specific, but also isn't just coach specific. Like we wanted to like build features that would help coaches, but we knew wasn't weren't just coach specific features. Like we wanted to have that ability to say like, okay, we're building these atoms. This is a molecule for the coach, but that th now we've got this new atom that allows us to serve like other clients just like other potential personas um yeah. in the future just as well and that that's like one of the things that we wanted to keep um true so yeah. the another one is just like content creation like coaches care a lot about creating content because they're typically solopreneurs entrepreneurs that are but like so does like anyone who's trying to market something about something online right so we could see we haven't like explicitly try to bring in customers that would just have that one need, but easily see like being like, okay, well, you're a solopreneur of any kind and you need to grow your business. Um, like you could, and, and if your content should be authentic based on your insights from something else, then it is a great solution for that. Yeah. One, one aspect of the, the coaches that I find really interesting that you've mentioned a few times now is uh, keeping track of different clients. Yep. And I suspect uh, executive coaches are uh, having conversations with their clients across iMessage, um, yep. across email, across Zoom. And you're basically saying, okay, you met with Michael and Jennifer uh, last week and you, you've had all these different conversations across these different mediums. Um, here's where they're at. If you wanted to pull up a file on Michael, you'd be able to identify or you'd be able to maybe even query, I, I imagine, the data to understand yeah. where where is Michael along their, their journey. Mm -hmm. um, and it's neatly organized under like a Michael folder. So exactly. Tell us a little bit about like how how are you creating these, you know, uh, pseudo folders uh, that carry information from, from different mediums? Yeah, so like currently what we're trying to like automatically aggregate by name, email, combos across all the integrations that we have. So like, 
typically works fairly well. Like, you know, you're um, you're working with a client. They probably have one or two email addresses that they use. Uh, iMessage would be great. Apple makes it really hard. Someday we'll make that happen. Right now we don't have like a full iMessage integration. Um, but let's say you're talking over email. You're talking over maybe their company Slack. You have the Zoom conversations, obviously. You have shared documents, whether in Notion, Google Docs, whatever. Um, you have links that you share over email, things like that, whatever. All that stuff is being kind of, we're indexing that, and then we can kind of aggregate based on, um, you know, the person, the, the identity with each of those different things. And then you have you have all these people profiles, like the average person has hundreds or thousands of people profiles, but they then elect certain one of like the 10 to 20, whatever of them into being clients. So like they can, like, we're suggesting like, Hey, we think these are your clients, but you can then also add them. And so that those become like the profiles that you're like primarily looking at. And based on that, what happens is you can come to a fully aggregate, like, like you said, literally almost exactly like you said, an aggregated profile of here's like the themes that you've been talking about over the last couple sessions, like conversations. Here's takeaways from the last meeting that you had. Here's a conversation history if you want to just like look at it. Um, here's shared docs and links so that you can look at like, you know, hey, like uh, I forgot that my client shared me their, um, you know, uh, employee uh, development framework or whatever. And like, I need to review it. And like, that's a, that's a place for me to go. But even more than that, we have like a QA agent that sits basically as like, Hey, ask me a question about my client. Mm -hmm. um, and so you can say like, Hey, well, it, what I do um, for our users will be like summarize, like, can you summarize uh, uh, Tim's feedback about payday and whether that's feedback that you sent over email or we chatted over a zoom call, it, it's able to like find the right things and then answer based on, based on that. So that makes it easy for coaches to prep for their next session, just to be able to be like, well, I have that one question. Uh, and then the other piece is uh, we, on the day of every day, they get a meet, an email saying here, here's your upcoming client meetings, uh, which is obviously could be done by anyone, but we're like stuffing that email with context of like, well, here's like, here's what the currently open action items were. Here's what you thought were, would be good follow-up questions. Uh, here's like themes and takeaways from the last meeting. And so they can use that to like prep like in one place. Uh, we also have a dashboard that's like, oh, you, here's your upcoming client mm -hmm. meetings for the day. And just come in and see and then dive deeper if you want to. The goal is how do we make this so that for the coaches, you don't have to take your own notes um, and actually taking your own notes makes it harder to review it right before you, because, you know, where are you going to put it? Um, so all of this is like meant to focus on creating the insights and we'll help you remember them and we'll help your client get like an automated email with those insights that are like high quality. So um, ideally incre increasing the value of your coaching too. Nice. Um, I'm curious about the tech and you don't have to reveal your secret sauce, but I'm curious, are, are you... Is this a combination of open source uh, home-baked models or are you leveraging some closed source ones as well? Like what is the kind of stack? It's a combo. Yeah. So, yeah. so for example, certain things like when uh, you, we have like models that are extracting takeaways from transcripts, yeah. extracting suggested action items. We have models that do, do like 
things like very small things that are not like generative as much as more like so those models uh you can we got like a decent start with gpt yeah. gpt4 but like it's so much better to fine tune so like as we built up we like curated the data we have our coaches editing because they they'll take the draft and edit it before they send it off to their clients yeah. and so they're basically giving us like good data of good how data it, yeah <laughs> so like we can like fine tune our models to be far better based on well we don't like we don't build our own foundation models obviously but we train on top of we fine tune and then do you know uh uh rlhf on top of uh you know uh the the, the best open source uh, model that there is we've changed it twice now you know we we started with um we started with t5 based models uh which was a while ago and then we now we then we switched to like llama 2 when that was like open like commercially usable and then we're playing around with switching over to more mistral mixtral based models again yeah. just trying trying to say that's more of like keeping the foundation as innovative as possible every time it, it is uh it's it's a heavy testing cycle whenever we want to change because like we want to not reduce the quality well on the other hand we found that like for generative content so when we're generating um helping generate outlines and things like that uh gpt4 is just like really hard to beat in terms of yeah. um coherence so what we'll do is we'll our models will help build like pull out well, a, a combo of like vector search plus um, small models that will pull out like quotes that are good or yeah. uh, like helping building out an outline. And that's like our own models. But once we get to like the phase of like, here's outlines, here's like quotes, the quality that GPT-4 can write, uh, like the the ability of its writing is just higher. So we end up using GPT-4 for that kind of stuff. Totally. Yeah. I mean... The more I have conversations with other AI founders, it's like I see a need for some kind of product or um, you can think of like LLM orchestration, right? Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, what are you going to pipe to this LLM versus that LLM? Right. And I think more of a standardization or more an easier way to do all of that, I think uh, there's there's some pain there. Yeah, but... I mean, we kind of built our own yeah. thing that basically does this because we wanted to store all the output so that we could use it to like potentially like retrain things and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And so like, so we essentially have like a LLM API that yeah. proxies like which one it should go to and yeah. then stores information about the output. So someone should probably do that. You should uh, sell that. You should, you should, uh, you should package that up and sell that as I, well. I'm not super <laughs> bullish about the llm ops yeah, yeah. uh long-term business model so that that's part of it <laughs> yeah i I'll, I'll tell you that uh you're right it, it seems ago, like you could bake that like bake that like relatively easily yeah it's amazon's gonna eat it basically or and someone will eat it um uh, someone big microsoft will eat it open ai will eat it whatever <laughs> yeah. um i'll tell you that like six or seven years ago uh i'd like when we, I'd, I'd worked at another company called Journal, yeah. um, which we'd started, actually Sam and I were also co-founders on that, uh, of being like Google quality search for your own information. So you can kind of see like, you know, it's in the same <laughs> world of things. Um, and like the, I'd actually worked on semantic search based on what everyone now calls, you know, 
uh, vector search and retrieval augmented generation or whatever. Yeah. Uh, long, long ago, there was no vector databases. So we built yeah. our own vector database. Oh, wow. And at some, at, at that, and like, you know, at that point, there was, there was nothing. It was, it was like poor, it was like not great, but it was the thing that worked, could serve like tens of thousands of people. Yeah. And, um, you know, that could have been Pinecone, I guess, if we'd spun it out, but... <laughs> are you using Pinecone or Chroma or you or you have a home-baked? We now? currently use Pinecone. No, there's no reason to do home-baked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, we currently use Pinecone, but I do think that like a lot of the other, like this is the thing that I wanted, uh, you know, Elasticsearch or any of the other existing, yeah. like why do I have to index twice? Like we were building a layer that could do both. Mm -hmm. uh, and like, so... We currently use Pinecone, but I think like some of the other players like OpenSearch and or Elasticsearch or yeah. whoever are are already starting to put in their own vector search implementations. And I don't yeah. think Pinecone will do well past startups if the bigger like infra providers totally. catch on. Because it's not, it's just not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. they have the relationships with the other enterprises so exactly yeah. right um it's like once aws says oh hey but and they did they already do aws open search yeah lets you so like yeah pinecone will win on the like small companies that are building toys but that's not a lot of money <laughs> yeah that's funny um great company they they've done a great job but yeah i, I want to because you talked a little bit about your engineering team mm -hmm. so i, I want to go into that uh as as well what and you've been on this path where you've you've built a business before and then you fundraised um uh, here for heyday what does your team look like now and are you looking to make more hires are you what's your approach to 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 build this business in the long term we're, we're still pretty small we're eight people um uh i'd say the biggest focus right now is to grow revenue before doing any more hiring so uh yeah, uh, that that's the big. We we definitely can move pretty quickly with just eight people. Um, yeah. Good though, that's good. Yeah. It's good to stay nimble and like yeah. You know, gone are the days of you know raise a shit ton of capital, IPO or bust, right? And so I think <laughs> like, this new environment where it's like raise less and move fast and build product that people want, I think is is a good one, right? Get to profitability uh, if possible. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, maybe yeah. ideal, but you know, you never know. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> and so you guys are in fact, uh, like you have paying customers, right? Yeah. Yeah. So again, not on the order of order of like high hundreds, not thousands or tens yeah. of thousands. Um, it is currently like a $40 a month or $300 a year product. So like it's something, but not like, uh, you know, uh massive so the the main thing though is on the other hand like we see like you can see the difference the conversion rate for coaches is like 40 to 50 percent from trial to like paying customer which makes us think cool we're, that's great conversion yeah. rate for like the normal non-coach user very low like two two to two to three percent makes sense um but also like our we are marketing and distribution still to figure out how to like reach as many coaches as possible. Yeah. You know, it, I wonder if you could charge more money 
for coaches, right? So like, absolutely. If you're like, I, I was thinking 300 bucks a month, like just imagine, you know, you're a coach and you're probably pulling in 10, 20, 30, 40 K a month. I don't know. Right. Yep. Uh, yep. And you know, if, if heyday can help with one client, like shit, that's worth 300 bucks a month. Absolutely. Yeah. And actually like the way we benchmarked it is when we were talking to our initial like alpha alpha customers we were yeah. like payday should be a slam like let us know our goal is payday should be a slam dunk for you paying a hundred dollars a month yeah um and i would say knock 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 on the wood that we were for that cohort i probably think we are now too but the thing we wanted to balance and this is like the thing that's like we want to make sure that we are getting enough people of other cohorts to leave you know we talked about this ex like co-pilot like next persona we want to have the like we don't we don't want to block out everyone because I think once you get to two to three hundred dollars a month, the only people we're going to get are coaches. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's I don't know if that's the right decision or not. It's just like the the thought process we went through. <laughs> yeah, because the website messaging now still seems to be uh, appeal like appeal to to quite a large audience, not necessarily. Yeah, the, the main people. website is still everyone. And then what we try, yeah. like all of our advertising, all of our everything else for coaches is to get them to heyday.xyz slash coaches. Um, nice. And and the our, look, like the strategy that we're trying to pull off is probably hard. Um, Airtable managed to pull it off. I think that's the company that we think of that really did it well, where they're kind of, they struggle for a long time by being like a really general, um, you know, product that, nerds like me loved, but they couldn't figure out how to get like, you know, uh, the average person to like wrap their mind around how to use it. And then they started building these templates and like targeted marketing to different personas like, hey, build your marketing, like uh, content marketing calendar using Airtable. Uh, build your uh, like you know, early stage CRM using Airtable. Build your blah, blah, blah. Like all these different use cases that they figured out and then Airtable is powerful enough to serve those use cases. I think that's when they really figured it out. That's the, <laughs> that would be the, the happy path for us to go on. We'll see if that works yeah. out. Yeah. It's a, it's a great example and it's exactly right. Like um, all these different templates that they released for, you know, planning your vacation or doing right. a million other uh, niche things. Uh, we're great for SEO, by the way, and yeah. then uh, and then great for you know learning about the product, right? Uh, uh, as well. Now, so let's talk a bit about the what uh, the Airtable templates for vacation planning. What's your version of that? Like, what are you you've got your own landing page uh, for coaches, and you're trying to get traffic to go to that page, and you talked about some advertising efforts that you've got underway. What are some of the growth tactics that that you've leveraged and that you've learned from? Uh, and have there been any clear successes or are you still um, still testing a bunch? I'll say still testing a bunch. So clear successes, not yet. Uh, I, I will say the the one that we've seen, a, we uh, we wanted to leverage and like, so we've, well, I'll, I'll tell you like what we've done so far. So we've, we've obviously baseline triads, right? So it's like, especially if it's like high value product, targetable persona, like let's like try ads. We we're trying currently Facebook and LinkedIn. LinkedIn is definitely showing more promise. Um, and so we'll see, we'll see where that goes. If we can figure that out to have the kind of cost of acquisition work out for us. Uh, 
on the other on on like we we basically you know figured out a way to scrape LinkedIn to find all the coaches on LinkedIn. Not all, like whatever we can find. So like we built a big list where which we then enriched to find like emails. So we have like a list of emails of folks who are uh like a good audience. Like I I don't mind even I don't morally feel bad emailing them spam like I don't consider this spam. Like I'm basically like we know this should be helpful for you. Yeah. We're trying to tell you about it. So you know what? I don't feel bad about that. Uh that, you know, email marketing is just hard these days. So it's it's one of those things. It's cheap, so you should do it. <laughs> so it adds to it, but I don't think it's like the kind of thing that's gonna blow up your, you know, growth yeah. rate. We're we're now starting to have enough customers where referrals are starting to make sense. Like we are using referrals when you have it, when you're like early in your first like 50, 100 customers, like even if you have a good rate of referral, it's just not going to make much of a difference quickly enough. So you, you want to get it going, but you it only really starts to pay dividends when it's like, you know, 10% of your customers want to do referrals. That means like if you've got like a thousand customers, then you 100 customers will do like it could start to like compound then, but it won't necessarily compound until like a... Yeah later and then um the other thing we've done recently which is you know can we do uh product as marketing so we created like a ask top coaches type thing based on heyday uh technology we indexed like podcasts and articles written by prominent some prominent coaches and we created like the, the first one we did was ask ed ed batista is like a well-known coach who's really generous with his insights and content. So we like index that information and then um, created like an ask Ed bot that uh, <laughs> is like something that you can go and like, you've probably seen, you guys are familiar with this, but you've probably seen something like this in other places yeah. where we're just like leveraging our version of that technology to like generate like good answers for things based on this one well-known coach. Um, and then we, that what worked with that was just like, we were able to get attention from the coach himself who then wrote about it on his blog, which then drove more traffic to it, which we were about able to capture. Like basically it said like powered by heyday. Do you want to transform your coaching? Like that, that that's a level of like capture that we had and that worked kind of well. So lots of different avenues through which we're trying things. Uh, obviously you know, especially with coaching, there's like some large coaching for firms. So trying to do top-down sales can actually potentially work. We'll see how it goes. Um, and uh, those are the those are the main tactics that we've employed. If you have any suggestions, open to it. Anything come to mind? <laughs> well, I remember, uh, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this, but Sam reached out about um, pinging my network for coaches and had pre-drafted the email to send them. Yeah, so we built like a little referral tool yeah, that would that make it cool. easier for our, yeah, total, totally. Again, we're pretty open with almost anything. Yeah. Um, the goal was, hey, like we're going to ask our um, either friends or current paying customers for referrals. And so yeah. what we can do on their behalf is like try to figure out who they should be referring us to. Yeah. And then also have a little UI that makes it really easy for them to just like bang out email after email <laughs> yeah i think i introduced you guys to two or three potential yeah. folks right because awesome. thank you sam reached out yeah no worries because sam reached out and said 
hey, these are coaches. Would you mind reaching out? And because it was through LinkedIn or whatever, I didn't care. Right. 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 And like with LinkedIn too, it's like, I don't know half the people I'm connected to anyways. It's not right. Really told, right. right. <laughs> that was a, that was a cool, that was a cool uh, hack. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm curious, like just in general, um, where do you see AI? Like how, I don't want to say invasive, but how prevalent do you think AI is going to be in like most people's lives in the next two to five years? Like, do you think it's going to be next two more, yeah. more than people think, less than people think? <laughs> Depends on what what people you're talking about. So, like, Everybody. there's the no, no. I mean, like the what people think. So, like, oh, there's the yeah, people yeah. who are like, oh my god, AGI is on the cusp, <laughs> and then Sam, yeah. you got to like a clip of sam altman saying gpt5 will be like agi or whatever uh and it's like it's we kind of already have agi with the gpt4 wire it up in some ways like just to find like i don't get the agi thing because it's like no one agrees on a definition really i don't know uh yeah i think no one agrees on a definition for sure and so like it's like you can kind of like you can kind of make it whatever you want if i were it's like if I were talking about like true, like what, what would I mean by AGI, which is very different in that like, this is a, a thing that can actually truly make its own, like make it yeah. like make its own actions, have memory. Every action actually contributes to its own memory. Yeah. And then it creates long-term plans for itself. And then based on, and it can enact them and do things without any other like, I don't know. Input. Thing, input asking it to do something. That's just not how these things work. And I so I don't I just don't understand why we keep calling them potentially close to AGI. Like it's an LM, it needs input to like do something. <laughs> um, it's never gonna decide to re-inject itself with the input. Like it's just not how this stuff works. Like it doesn't build, it doesn't have any concept of short-term memory. There's like nothing. So like, yeah, maybe you could like pull together a bunch of stuff and make it seem again like a little bit like it's planning things but it, it's still like we are the ones providing it the ways for it to do something yeah i it's just i just don't understand why people like go to the agi thing that's a whole well, that, thing that's yeah. all yeah that's a whole like thing in my opinion that's like a religious argument where they yeah. go from like this tool to like right. god and it's like you're skipping all these steps like i i for 15 years i've been arguing this people are like i don't know there was like i don't know elon wrote like back 10 and 15 years ago was like oh like like true agi is on the horizon like five years from now i don't know anyway that's a whole thing people don't really understand it anyway and like especially like folks like me or you guys, anyone who's like trying to build anything real yeah. GPT-4 realizes, fuck, it's like, it looks magical when you like put in like something and then it, and then you try to do like anything that requires reasoning or whatever, it just starts breaking, breaking down. And that's like, makes sense. Like yeah. <laughs> if you understand how this stuff works, but it just seems like, oh, it seems magical because based on like this, corpus of human intelligence that it's real done really well to index it can spit out really great answers but after that it's just like not how it anyway but on the flip side like you know i i've, I've been writing in waymo uh 
in San Francisco. Fantastic. Works really well. I think like the biggest AI things will be like stuff like that. Like you're going to have all of this like societal upheaval. Yeah. I don't know if it's two to five years from now, but in the next 10 years where like, why would we need as many truck drivers as we have right now? Totally. We're going to have all these people who are gig workers, maybe out of a job. Like there's, I'm like more worried about like all this regulation bullshit around AI. Like I'm just like so annoyed because I'm like, there's like actual stuff that's going to happen concretely five to 10 years from now. Like ton of people who are not going to have jobs of what are we doing as like a society to deal with that? Totally. How do we, <laughs> how do we like leverage yeah. AI yeah. to create the jobs for people who, who will be Absolutely. displaced or, or whatever, right? I think it's, I think it's like, you can't convince me that like anyone driving a truck overnight loves doing it. Like then, and that there wasn't a better job, like a better, more fulfilling thing for them. Plus sure. more useful thing for, well, it's no truck driving super useful because it, but like, if they, it's not like the best use of human no like intelligence <laughs> yeah. that's where like ai should be automating things but then we also need to have like ways for us to give the those folks a path to like totally doing something useful <laughs> that in the in like the new world and how like is, I, anyone's thinking about this how was uh i haven't taken a waymo yet how is it it's remarkable how smooth and like does it's it's amazing that it feels like you're in the future but it feels so easy <laughs> uh, yeah it's crazy i feel like this year 2024 yeah. is kind of the first year where i was like oh shit this actually does feel like the future yeah for some reason i don't know why i think it's a combination of things but i don't know if you felt the same way but i mean getting the way about this like i think i got it in for the first time like a month ago so yeah. pretty pretty recently and like it's just like it's just so smooth it's like it is exactly what you thought it would be and that itself is kind of awesome <laughs> yeah. it's like oh yeah if everything worked the way that it should this is the experience and it just does and so that's awesome the only thing that's annoying is there's not enough waymos in the city so the wait times are much longer than uber so that's that part is annoying <laughs> but that's just a you know san francisco regulation thing so we'll, we'll get over it at some mm -hmm. point I, I want to go back to the, the 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 one question that you were raising, Josh, which I thought was interesting, um, because you you were talking about the two to five year horizon for uh, AI monitoring our activities, and so when I think about Heyday, I think about its ability to track our Zoom conversations, but also track email, potentially one day tracking um, a messaging uh, across WhatsApp or, or iMessage. And then I see startups like Rewind um, getting a lot of traction for essentially doing what, what you guys are doing, but I think on a broader scale, not, not, not going after specific niches. And then and then on the, on the hardware side of things, you see the humane AI pin and Yep. and rabbit, et cetera, that's essentially monitoring everything around you to allow you to uh, have a virtual assistant or a co-pilot for, for anything and everything. Um, that's that's still, you know, early days. Uh, the market penetration for all these tools is very, very low uh, right now because they just come out. But, but what does it look like two to five years from now? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, obviously, we'd like to be as part of the trend of having the market penetration being like every knowledge worker has a co-pilot helping them no matter what their job is, accelerate them. Uh, and so that like the 
the idea is like almost every job should has tons of like automatable tasks that should be automated. Um, yeah. I think humane is awesome in that like they're thinking of how to bring in information that isn't easily gathered right now. Like, so like I'm having a conversation with you on zoom, that's easy to gather, but I meet with my coach in person and like, I guess I could turn on my phone's recording uh, and maybe we can add like a hit a app that lets like, I can just like hit a button and then it's like starts to listen to it. But it's not the same as like potentially just like little pin that's like listening and also knows how to filter everything out. Really tough, I'm guessing, to get that right. So we'll see how it goes. Rewind, like pretty much like a competitor of us in that the way that they were they were doing it is pretty similar to what Heyday was. I mean, even the base base version of Heyday like uh, a year ago. Um, mm -hmm. I would say like a lot of their market penetration is much like better public brand. Like, uh, you know, they're, they just have, uh, I would say like they, they did a great job with marketing. They leveraged the founders yeah. portfolio, like profile to like get that word out initially. Mm -hmm. I think they probably struggle with the same thing we do in that, like it's magical seeming then you use it and you're like, eh, um, yeah. if it's not like actually customized to like help me do what I do. Uh, whereas I use GitHub Copilot integrated with my code editor and it feels like magical and I don't want to give that up at all. Like, it's just like, it does one, one like a few simple things so goddamn well, yeah. understands exactly what it needs to do. It fits exactly within my workflow. I don't have to do anything new. Um, and that's why GitHub Copilot is probably other than ChatGPT, the biggest, it's like a 150 million ARR because it's, you know, used by 1.5 million uh developers and like i just can't see that being given up so for sure it's, it's sort of like can we figure out those kinds of ai that's like injected into so like microsoft's doing all the things where it's like microsoft has copilot for within powerpoint copilot within word and excel and things like that and that's great problem with that is like that's like a tool copilot and not a job copilot yeah um and so can they figure out one thing that GitHub gets away with is like, it's like the job within the specific tool, like the only people who need a GitHub Copilot are developers. And so they can literally just build the developer Copilot within that. Whereas everyone using Excel, who knows what kinds of jobs they're using Excel for. So it's almost harder in some ways to like do the general Copilot that way. So I don't know. Um, I think this is like a thing that everyone is going to tackle. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, as a person who cares about this, doing this, that's awesome. As a person who wants to build a business doing this, it's more like, oh, God damn it. There's going to be a lot of competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, listen, I, I like, and maybe you disagree, but like, I think the pie is only growing and I don't necessarily view AI or even certain sectors within AI as winner take all markets. I just, I think that there's going to be unique flavors of products and tools for different kinds of people with their own user experiences sure. that people use. And, you know, it's okay that some of these tools have overlap. It's not, there's not just going to be one thing and again. Yeah. Like, but I think I there's like, all. there's probably like a few venture scale companies. Yes. Too. Yeah. But not every business needs to be a trillion dollars. Right. Yeah. So, you know, um, 
Well, listen, man, I don't want to take up any more of your time. This has been super, super fun. Um, thanks so much for Thank you. Thank for you for chatting. Having me. Yeah, this has been an awesome conversation, dude. Um, thanks. For <laughs> yeah, really enjoyed it.